What's happening, friends? Welcome back. Another week for you. Uh, Joe Nichols will be in today. What's your favorite Joe Nichols song? If you had to pick one. I mean, Sunny and 75 or Yeah or Tequila. Okay. Well, you just gave you us the whole catalog. Well, I guess I like them all. Okay. But if you had to pick one. Okay, this one. Tequila makes her close yeah. Mine's probably Broken Hearts, Bill. It's a good one. Here's to the past. They can kiss my glass. Risky singing that one. Sometimes yeah. I don't say, say glass. And then, uh, I bet the devil drives a coup, DeVille. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in next hour. Pretty pumped about that. I did see this question, and I answered it before I read the answer. There is a question that is being asked in job interviews that has gone viral. Give me your answers to this question. You're in a job <laughs> interview, okay? All right, the question is, you've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Eat it one bite at a time. No, you don't eat the elephant. That's mean. They're, 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 eat it. That's what fired. you would say in your job interview? Sorry. Eddie? Oh, I would just ride it. I would get a saddle, and I would ride it around town, show everyone my elephant. I'd be known as the elephant man. Oh, interesting. You? Oh, I would I'd build a whole place that people come ride it and make some money off of it. There's only one elephant in town. Are there mm. any other elephants in town? This is the, the elephant I would be doing. That's the business aspect. Of, yeah, you, isn't that, could yeah. that be animal cruelty? I mean, I was going to eat it, and you got mad at me. <laughs> That's mean. That poor elephant just <laughs> no, giving it to you, was, and you're going to eat it. No, mine was a metaphor. Like, if you give that. me you a big said... problem, I'm going to solve it one section at a time. Yeah, you just said eat it, though. Yeah, but yeah, that's the metaphor. Yeah, all you did was say eat it, and you moved on. <laughs> but you're, you're, the, you're the one that taught me that metaphor. But I, that wasn't the question. Okay. Uh, the person said it's actually, the, the right answer is, open a business where you hire the elephant out for events. Oh. That's it. And that's which, that's which not what got. I did really. I was having my own event, so you can come ride the elephant. <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want my elephant to be gone. I love him too much. Yeah, somebody might take him. And one of my friends, her dog, did some workers were at her house, and they left the door open, and her chihuahua escaped. Wow. They still can't find it, and, and I wouldn't want that to happen to my elephant. Mm-mm. Yes, uh, although I think it'd be easier to find an elephant than a chihuahua. Who knows? Never lost the <laughs> elephant. Eddie, I don't know the truth. <laughs> Thank you for sending all these emails. You guys ask us for a lot of advice. We read them back to you in the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Here's the email. Hey, Bobby Bones. I have two friends who recently got married last year. They've been together for a few years. They seem super happy. Recently, her husband tried to make an advancement through Snapchat, so there's no record of it. I turned him away, but felt conflicted on telling my friend she's not the type to believe me if I can't show her the messages, so I haven't told her. But now he's asking me if she cheated on him, which I haven't told her either. I don't know the answer to that. There are obviously other issues happening between them now, and I'm pretty sure they're separating. I don't know who to be honest with. Do I tell my friend everything? Do I keep it to myself? What's done is done. Are there any issues with me stirring the pot? I appreciate any advice you could give. Thanks. Confused listener. Uh, It's just all directions, right? It's he and her. I'm confused at what all they know again. So she got a Snapchat from him. It sounds like if him going like, hey, baby. Gotcha. Okay. And then he ends up going to her and going, hey, is she cheating on me? Okay. Weird. So. Wow, oh, that Snapchat. <laughs> here's my advice. If they're splitting up and this is your friend, go just tell her. Be like, hey, yeah, he sent me a Snapchat. I know you don't. I don't have a picture to prove it because it went away, but he sent me a Snapchat. But she's worried that she may not believe her because she has no proof. He, but here is the general rule about life. Are you ready for it? You've probably been waiting for this for your whole yes, life. Yes, come on. Are you ready for the general rule about life? Sure. If you're confused on what to do, if you're torn on what to do, just tell the truth. 
Now, if you're leaning, I should probably not tell the truth because it's something bad's going to happen. Occasionally, I believe that a white lie is okay. <laughs> I do. I think to protect people, sometimes you don't need to tell them the truth. But if you are torn on what to do, and you're like, I don't know. Tell the truth. That's the general rule about life. Because if you're wrong, at least you're going down telling the truth. Yeah. You don't want to be wrong and not. But is the, if you choose to just stay out of it and not say anything, that's not lying. It is uh, by and- omission. But I her, guess if you're, yeah. but her confusion is what to do. Do I say nothing and let them fight amongst each other? I say just say nothing at all. You do, Amy. <laughs> say your best. I don't know these people in the full real story. But I don't we know. know what we know. We're only acting off the data we're given. Yeah. But according to the general rule about life, which I've just created, if you're torn on being honest or not, if it's a 50-50 tear, be honest. And they're breaking up anyway. They're apparently talking about it. Okay. So my advice to you is to just, just tell her. If you're confused, just tell her. Be like, yep, uh, he sent me this. I know you guys are going through trouble. Figure it out. Hopefully you guys go to counseling or talk with somebody and get it all figured out. Then she's going to be proven. I said, well, I can't, but I just wanted you to know. And if you don't believe it, that's great. But then yeah. it's off your the burden's off of you, and you don't deserve the burden. And you have to risk, like, that might put a wedge in your friendship, but that's okay. You spoke your truth, and you know it, so that's it's no longer your problem. Confuse the listener as you signed your name. Yes. <laughs> you don't deserve this burden that you are carrying. So you just share the truth, burden be gone. And what's the general rule about life, Eddie? Tell the truth. You can't go wrong when you tell the truth. I didn't say that, no, and that's didn't. not true. It's not if right. you don't know what if to do. If you don't know what to do, do, always tell the truth. Okay. Can I say it again? Unless, of If course. you don't know what to do, always tell the truth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you said what? If, you're, if people need to be protected... There are times yeah, there's jail time stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hiding your cousin if he broke the law. Stuff like that. But it was a you know, you know, a crime where nobody was hurt. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that email. That's that's kind of a deeper one. We do one or two deep ones a week. Sometimes we like the lighthearted stuff, but I feel like we taught everybody a lesson. We feel good. Yeah, that's good. And remember, I am an expert. Parentheses mm-hmm. not. All right. There we go. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. The Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go five to one. All good. Number five. A high school in Texas has named nine kids valedictorian because they're all graduating with perfect GPAs. You know, what started to get weird, though, was kids were, like, doing AP stuff and getting higher than four-point averages. Did you guys have any kids like that? Yeah. Yeah. A couple. With a 4.4? I'm like, how did they get that? At my school, you could only get a 4.0. But people were having like four. How do they get those? They do AP, so it was worth five points on the scale instead of four. Dang. And so they could get a 4.6. And it's like, well, that makes no sense. That's just so dumb. That had to be what happened here then, right? They had five-point GPAs? Yep. They all were taking AP classes and were perfect and all of Wow. Them. Dang. Number four. Ohio police officer Greg Patterson saved a newborn baby who was choking. When he got there, the baby was not breathing. Sergeant Patterson quickly went into action and helped the baby start breathing again. He saved its life. Here's a clip of Mary Rucker, the baby's mother, saying she was so thankful. Tears was falling out of my eyes, and I couldn't stop crying at all. But I was so thankful that he grabbed him just in time. That'd be a helpless feeling to watch your baby choking. I can't even. And shout out to that police officer. Number three. Someone in Arizona stole a four-year-old's John Deere power wheel, so cops surprised him with a new one. The officer who took the lead on it got a little choked up when they showed it to him. Here's a clip of the CBS News story. The new toy tractor was courtesy of Walmart and the Tempe Police Officer Association. Yeah, that's totally cool. 
<laughs> I get emotional. I'm an emotional guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just filled me with a lot of joy. Yeah, a lot of good cop stories today, which is pretty cool. Number two. A photographer in Indiana hired two models for a Halloween photo shoot last year. And now those two models have hit it off. Now they're engaged. Went and worked. and Oh, that's cool. Number one. Five police officers in Atlanta saved a man from a burning car while he was having a seizure. Dang, he was in a burning car and a seizure at the same time? Ooh. That's like the unluckiest guy ever. Yeah, what caused what first? The entire thing was recorded on their body cams. This is the police officer saving the guy. He's having a seizure. Let me get another fire extinguisher. Get him out, get him out, get him out, sorry. Stop, put him out, put him out. Man, that is intense. Could have been the car wrecked, caught on fire, and the wreck caused a seizure. Or the seizure caused the wreck. Boom, that could have been it too. Yeah. Ah! That one makes more sense. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just just a guess. Wait, how come mine doesn't work? (laughs) That was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Congratulations to Thomas Rhett and his wife, Lauren. They announced they're pregnant with another baby girl. They shared the news on social media after Thomas announced it during his live show in Texas. Chris Lane wrote a song for his mother and shared it with fans for Mother's Day. It's called That's What Mamas Are For. She's got a marked up King James heart of gold. Got too much on her plate but never lets it show. Miranda Lambert talks about riding with John Randall and Jack Ingram for her project, The Marfa Tapes. Jack and John both being being somebody that, you know, two people I really look up to as musicians and songwriters. Um, you don't just show up and, and give your weakest lines. You know, I definitely bring my A game when I'm out there riding with those boys because they're they're absolutely amazing at what they do. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A New Jersey man who was laid off during the pandemic has used his downtime to help people in need. Brian Schwartz started a business called I Want to Mow Your Lawn, which provides yard work to people who need it the most. The nonprofit connects veterans, senior citizens, disabled, and underprivileged people to licensed landscapers and volunteers. They don't just mow yards. They trim hedges. They kill weeds. And it doesn't cost the customer a cent. I Want to Mow Your Lawn has continued to expand and now operates in eight states. Here he is talking about that help is truly needed. We're really, truly helping out people that are in in dire need of their lawn care. You know, there's um, untouched, you know, vastly overgrown lawns that just, they're most, for the most part, living on fixed incomes and just can't afford lawn care maintenance. That's a great story. And and it's expanded too. And shout out to all the volunteers as well that have heard about the program and have started as well. I want to mow your, I want to mow your lawn. <laughs> Beatles? I want to mow <laughs> your lawn. <laughs> all right, we're nerds. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bones. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Joe Nichols. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? It's good to see you. You know, there's a lot of your music plays at my house right now. Oh. All the time. I think maybe a month or so ago. My fiance was singing one of your songs. Maybe it was Broken Heartsville. She knew every word to it. And I was like, well, we need to record this. And then she's like, oh, I know every Joe Nichols song. 
And so even on Instagram last week, she was dancing with the bulldog, and it was to maybe it was to Broken Heartsville on Instagram too. So she's the biggest fan. I, t- I was like, I know I've known Joe for ten years at this point, <laughs> and so uh, she was going to come up here today and meet you. That didn't work out. So okay. she sends her best. All right. Well, thank you. I, my best back, and that was that was a really good week because I got more texts from friends over that one Instagram post. <laughs> Like, well, y'all don't pay attention to me unless Bobby Bones says what's up. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even me. It was her. Uh, So Joe Nichols is here. We're going to talk about the new song coming up in a second, which, by the way, Home Run is is the new track. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're kind of back. I hadn't seen you in a while. Like, is this like, hey, I'm kind of putting my foot back in the water? Like, let's do it again? Yeah, you know, a song like this kind of is uh, good timing. You know, it's a re-entry, like you said. It's been a little while since I've been on radio. And, uh, man... If I could, I could use a home run right now. <laughs> I mean, we could all use a hit, but it sure would be good timing. I don't know. That seems like a, a good message, certainly with the, the world being crazy the last year and a half, two years, uh, getting back to some stuff that's real, feels real good. Let me play a clip of this home run. Raymond, do you got that over there? Time I hit a home run, pointed toward that south sun. I'll be touching bases with them faces, all them places I ain't been to in way too long. I've been way too gone Swinging for the fences I've been missing where I come from It's time I hit a home run You gonna get out and do some shows now? Yeah, man. Second half of the year is looking like it's opening up quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of states that are opening, so uh, a lot of venues. Thank goodness I'm seeing a lot of the smaller venues and the medium-sized venues that are able to kind of get back up, little training wheels with them. So it's, uh, it's looking good, man. Joe has so many hits. Like, he goes out and he plays songs and you're like, Dang, I know every word of that song. Hey, I even have hits that people didn't realize. Um, I've had people come up to me after the show and go, "Why didn't you play the baby?" And <laughs> the baby or any other Blake or some beach. I get that one all the time too. <laughs> so people think that they're your hits, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're not. Like, well, they're like oh, I don't sing that. Come to the next show. Maybe I'll do it then. But like when you when you look back at, for example, Broken Heartsville, yeah. two thousand two. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's almost been twenty years. I know, man. I've had a. Uh, I've had a lot of story in between 2002 and here, and a lot of it I wouldn't like to get into. But no, it's it's been it's been a crazy fast, you know, 19 years. I guess it's been crazy, man. I've been very fortunate. Uh, I saw a tweet from somebody one time that said I have more comebacks than the McRib. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's that's great. I can't even be mad at that. That's that's good. Would you? I know you have a guitar up here, and you're your player here. How are you, by the way? You good? I'm good. Yeah. What's your name? I'm Brian. Hey, Brian. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Would you give us just a little bit, like verse and chorus of Broken Heartsville? Yeah, man. Or that cowboy had to cover up his home. Sweet talking, forget tongue, had a tempting charm. Before I turned around, that girl was gone. All I can say is, bartender, pull me something strong. Here's to the past, they can kiss my glass I hope she's happy with him Here's to the girl who wrecked my world That angel did me 
I think the devil drives a cool devil I watched him drive away over the hill Not against her will I've got time to kill Down in broken Hartsville Nice, love it, come on Joe Nichols is here Thank you So back in 2003, I'm just kind of looking at this time period for a minute You were playing the Grand Ole Opry And a green bra (laughs) was tossed onto the stage And supposedly it was the first time that an undergarment had ever been thrown on the Opry stage. Uh. And so at what point did you realize the bra was mine? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that Uh, moment, though? I do remember that moment, yeah. Uh, She got her bra back. (laughs) She she was, I think, a college student here somewhere in town at Vanderbilt, I think. And I remember it being so cool and then realizing, oh, no, I'm in trouble. This is the Opry. I don't go for that (laughs) behavior here. But uh, some of the old-timers thought it was pretty neat, too. One of those records that you're like, well, I, I did that. You know, we got number ones and stuff like that. But, hey... This guy got a bra thrown at him on the Opry. You are, you're a Grammy-nominated artist, too. I know as you yeah. joke about people confusing you with Blake, like <laughs> sometimes people don't realize you were nominated for The Impossible, right? Yeah, uh, The Impossible. I, I, I can name the ones I lost to, and I'm, I'm very proud. I lost to Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, um, the Dixie Chicks, and maybe Vince Gill. How did you lose to all four of them? Uh, well, there were two separate years. It wasn't all at once, but it, it was uh, Johnny Cash's last album, and he won uh, album of the year. And uh, I think maybe Vince got vocal of the year, male vocal of the year. Mm-hmm. Next year, I think um, Willie Nelson had a, had a duet song that he won song with or male vocal performance, and and the Dixie Chicks won, I think, album of the year again. Dang. Yeah, man. Oh for four. Oh for four. But do you feel like four for four and being Grammy nominated? Because that's pretty cool too. Like, where do you sit on that? Positive or like, dang, so close? Not to sound cliche, but I was shocked that I was even there. I was really shocked that they put my face on camera when they were calling the nominees out. I know I looked like an idiot up there amongst, you know, Yoko Ono was sitting over here and Queen Latifah was sitting over here. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think y'all got the right guy. It was just kind of my face. And they're like, and for album, they put the camera on my face and I'm just looking at the camera like this is uncomfortable what do I do if I win I walk up on the stage I'd probably trip somewhere you know probably can't spit words out of my face to save my life I don't know probably glad I didn't win really Joe Nichols is here you're not glad you didn't win I'm like, not glad I, like I didn't that story, win now I got a certificate though you do get they a get, certificate yeah, for being a nominated artist and I framed it yeah I would and have too it, and had it melted into this gold looking Grammy so, <laughs> so it looks like I won a Grammy no I got a certificate. Before you recorded, yeah, was that? Did someone go, "Hey, Joe, this is a huge hit"? Like, what? What was that process for, when you got that song? When I got that song, uh, I hadn't signed a deal yet, and so I was still talking in some early stages with a couple labels. But I really needed that song to walk in an office with and say, "Here's our here's our beginning of the album." And uh, Mike Owens, uh, who I used to work with at Universal South, found this song. He said, "Man, this feels like a hit." He said, "It's it's a little it's kind of current." And I was like, well, I, I kind of think we need to be current right now, you know. And uh, he gave me this song. like, man, if we can pull that off where it feels big, that's going to be played on the radio a lot. We give us a little bit of yeah? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he will give us <laughs> a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was just another night at a hayfield. She climbed down off of them four wheels, yeah, yeah. As soon as that sundress at the headlights, every tailgate way out there was like, yeah. 
Starting walking over to me Like she already knew me She sat down right beside me And asked if I was here alone And I said yeah, yeah Like I was not right along To a song on the radio Yeah, yeah How could I say no Whatever you're drinking That's what I'm drinking Girl, you're calling the shots tonight Whatever you're thinking that's what I'm thinking Tell me what you got in mind So I can say yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah Nice, Joe Nichols is here Hey, what's home? What's home like for you right now? Like, are you on a farm? You have a bunch of land? No, I live on a golf course. Oh, I'm never, come on! I never in my wildest dreams would ever believe I'd live on a golf course. But it was, it was the nicest place we could find, we could afford. <laughs> yeah. That's we, pretty uh, good. Yeah. It's, 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 did it's people ever hit a ball and go? That's where Joe Nichols is. Hit it. Hit it. Hit, uh, hit I a ball. Far enough away that it would be really bad, and I'd think somebody did it on purpose. So, <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, man, I get in the golf cart, and uh, I have my own golf cart now, which is cool. It's kind of more fancy. important than my truck now. But it does have red velvet seating, so. But you just said no and then went fancier. <laughs> yeah. He just went, no, no, not at all. But it is gold-plated uh, headlights. It does yeah, have yeah, rims, yeah. and it's, uh, it's four by four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more. But, I mean, it's nothing. It's, no big deal. Uh, yeah. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Joe Nichols. Joe, I'm going to run through some of your clips here. I guess I got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of your hits on a clip. Let's do a clip of Broken Heartsville. Just kind of. Here's to the past. They can kiss my glass. Is this the most requested song when you play a show? Ooh, uh, I think Tequila is probably. Mm, yeah. That's a good point, too. But I think more people talk about that song. Ten-year-olds uh, to eighty-year-olds say my favorite song ever is Broken Heartsville. So I think it's one of those that kind of lasts a little longer than most of my songs. Here's a clip of Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off. Yeah, Tequila Makes Her Clothes Fall Off. Did this change everything for you? It did. Like you had a you had a big hit with Broken Heartsville, but did this yeah. song, was it like, boom, Joe Nichols is now here to stay with a massive song? Yeah, and it was one of those comebacks. You know, we were coming off of one of those albums that didn't really have a lot of hit hits. You know, it had some radio success, but it, the last single took like 50 weeks to kind of get really any airplay. And, uh, and I was like, man, we need a big, strong song. And this came out and just popped. Sold a lot of records. And all of a sudden, I'm playing at the, where the Titans play football. I don't know what it's called now. Nissan, Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Playing out there at uh, the CMA Fest. And, and uh, the crowd knew it. And it was a pretty good moment. Yeah, that, that changed the game for me. That was one of my comebacks. Give Me That Girl, 2009. Jam. Give me that girl with her hair in a mess. Sleepy little smile. With this one had to be close, too. I mean, I would say not at, but that. This is a big one. Still pretty solid. Everybody yeah. knows this song. Yeah. Believe it or not, you know, this is one of those songs that people want me to play at weddings. I'm like, is that a wedding song? Can't. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a slow dance song or anything, and it's just me. <laughs> Check me out playing my single. Uh, yeah, it was a big song. It was my first multi-week uh, number one hit, and uh, it was another comeback. It was, it was on a lull, you know, after a couple of hits, being gone from the radio for a year or two. Come back with Give Me That Girl, and, and it uh, kind of kicked it off again. The Impossible was nominated for Best Country Song for a Grammy. Unsinkable ships sink unbreakable walls. You're nodding at this one. You like this one? Yes. Yeah? yeah. No, I like everything. This is like, like the, this is that, that, that slow, this is the one people should have you play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Not, not give me that girl. Yeah. Get, yeah. Uh, Sunny and 75 from 2013. Give me that smile and I'm somewhere, somewhere. Sunny and 75. You and me on the beach. Was this another comeback? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, this was after another couple of years being away from radio. I, I, this was the album that I signed with uh, Red Bow on. And uh, where we had Yeah, and we walked in, like I said, it had been a couple of years of being on for radio, and we thought for a minute we were going to put Yeah out first. And uh, the president of the label, Benny Brown, who's always been amazing to me, that guy's such a great, great guy to me, he said, why don't you try this out first? I think we can have some success with this. And, of course, it sounds unlike a lot of my catalog, you know, so uh, we tried it, put it out there, and it popped. It, and it, again, changed the game again, you know. kind of It kind of gave this little bit of a, a, a catalog more of a feel than just having a few hits. It kind of started having more of a, you know, nine, ten songs that people would, would recognize. Uh, well, listen, Joe, I, I'm pumped that you're kind of back and, you know, you're here in the studio. He's got a new song out. We'll play some more of it now. This is Home Run. Time I hit a home run Born it toward that south sun I'll be touching bases With them faces All them places I ain't been to in way too long What's the worst anyone's ever mispronounced your name on a big stage? I pulled up one of my first shows. Uh, I did a radio show at a, at a mall in, uh, in Washington, D.C., and it said, oh, today only, Jose Nicolas. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Is this always happening like this? My, my first radio tour thing. So that was, and it was humbling, too, because we played in the mall as people were shopping. You know, kind of felt like, oh, where's the piano music in the lounge right now? Mm. It's, let me play my new single. Wait, before you go in there. Yeah. Stop and listen. Awkward stuff. Whenever tequila came out, you know, tequila makes your clothes fall. Did people just throw their clothes at you when you're performing? Like, was used, that common? Yeah, used to. Uh, I, I think probably now is, 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 it's been around a little while, but when the song was, you know, really hot, getting played a lot, I think people got, got loose with their clothes. Man, I had one that, that kind of ruined me. This lady threw some panties on stage one time. And they were so big. I felt I felt like there's nothing, there's no way you can respond to this because you can't laugh like, ah, somebody, because it could hurt their feelings. But then, I don't know, that, that kind of ruined me on that. So please keep your clothes on because I never know how to take that. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I, can you do a little bit of tequila? Yeah, Before man. we go, we can Hold play. On, yeah. yeah, tune up over here. By the way, shout out your, your player over here. He's yeah. been fantastic. This is Brian Spradlin. He's been with me a long, long time. We actually did a lot of that radio stuff together back in 2002 and three, and, and actually goes back before that. We played here in Nashville at Rippy's on there in Fifth and Broadway. What was that like and for I, you back in the day? Did people come in and go, wow, you're so good, you should get out off of Fifth and Broadway and be a real star, and you're like, man, I'm trying, but it yeah. was just hard to get discovered? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it went. You know, we, we did good with tips, and uh, there would be a lot of people that would come in drunk and say, ah, come see me this week, and you get in their office, and they go, I don't, I don't remember seeing you. I got some good experience out of those years. I had some great... Great times that I that I remember. How Some did the, you get discovered? Um, like, what was the moment? Uh, I went in and played for Tony Brown, who was at MCA. He's like, I want you to go over to my friend's office and play for him. His name's Tim Dubois. And those guys formed a record label, and I was familiar with those guys' history. And, and that was my first single. And speaking of, The Impossible had climbed into, like, the top 30 or top 40. He was on the radio doing really well, and I was still playing on Broadway because – 
That was the only place I could make money. So you had a song that was on the radio, and you're still you were still playing at the bars. Six thirty to nine thirty, still in the bar. Three out. Were you doing covers like crazy? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all you can do with one hit. <laughs> <laughs> Every thirty minutes, he plays a hit again, though. New crowds come in. New crowds. I'm the guy from the radio. I'm not even playing a cover. You had to tell him that. <laughs> this is my song. You probably heard it seven times a day. <laughs> all right, Joe Nichols is here. Tequila makes her clothes fall off. A little, little bit of this, and we'll call it a day. All right, man. All right, here we go. Said I'm going out with my girlfriends. Margarita's at the holiday inn. Oh, have mercy, my only thought was tequila makes her clothes fall off. I told her put an extra layer on. I know what happens when she drinks too strong. Closet's missing half the things she bought Yeah, tequila makes her clothes fall off She'll start by kicking out of her shoes Losing their ring in her train Leave her jacket in a bathroom stall Drop a contact down the sink them pantyhose ain't gonna last too long If the DJ puts Bon Jovi on She might come home at a tablecloth Yeah, tequila makes her clothes fall off Oh, tequila makes her clothes fall off Oh, tequila makes her clothes fall off there he is, Joe Nichols. Yeah. You guys check out his new song, Home Run. Go follow him on Instagram, at Joe Nichols, not Jose Nicholas. Nicholas. No. Yes. <laughs> at Joe Nichols. Joe, great to see you. It's great to see you, man. Thank, great job. And we'll see you, uh, hopefully we'll see you when you're making the, making the tour for the number one. Yeah, man. You know Go I mean? Hogs. There he is. Joe Nichols, everybody. Yeah. All right. Thank Checking the voicemail lines. Uh, here's one we got last night. I know Amy has been talking about her birds, how much she loves feeding her birds, and I love her bird feeders. I was curious. Um, I have bird feeders outside, and I get the, they're like, uh, I don't know what kinds they are. They're big black birds, and they kind of bully the other birds, and they're very annoying and very loud. And she always has the prettiest birds. Can she give us any advice on what she's providing to the birds to get the red and the blue and, you know, all of the nice small birds? That's my question. Thank you. Bye. Can you stop bird bullying? I do. I do have a nice variety of wild birds. Mm -hmm. And I will say I went and found wild bird seed that is um, attracts birds native to where you live. So I would recommend maybe going to a local pet store or something and trying to find that or Googling online a feed mix that will attract those types of birds. We've gotten to do all, yeah. I've also heard you can put out grape jelly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. I'd be afraid of what all would come, though, (laughs) that grape jelly. (laughs) Uh, Here is a Jackson from New York. He's 11 years old. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I just want to say I'm like a fan. I'm a really big fan of your work and what you do. I'm 11 years old. I've been watching your show. I mean, listen to your show for now. I'm 11. Six years since I was five. But quick question. So, Raymundo, um, where did the, yeah, come from, from Raymundo? Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah! Kind of a mature question there. The guy's like, hey, I'm a big fan. Listen, listen for five years. Here's what I want to know. Wow. 
Uh, Raymundo, you want to answer it? Yeah, I think uh, growing up with sports, I used to always say that when we would win. Yeah! And then I one time said it on the radio, and it took. So, there you go. Yeah! Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I read this list of like summer scams we need to be on the lookout for. And one of them was called the abduction phone call scam. And so basically, Bobby, it would be that uh, someone would call you saying, I've been abducted. We got Amy. And they would gather details from all my social media so that it's like they know all these different things about me trying to get you to send money to set me free. So I'm fall for it. Okay. But it's like a and real I will not, thing. Hey, I will yeah. not, this, and it really happens now, and I'm like, not going to do it. <laughs> oh, no, you well, then you we only want $100, but I don't believe it. <laughs> okay. And Amy's tied up with her hands bound in some bathroom. Then we need a code word. Yeah. We need to come up with the code word now. Petri dish. Well, don't do it on the radio, guys. Oh. Then they're listening, and they'll know the code word. Isn't that crazy that this oh. is even a scam we need to look out for? Colostomy bag. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay, I have the best duos in country music history, and this is according to... George and Tammy. Wide Open Country. Were they a duo? No. Who? George and Tammy Wynette? They put out records together. Okay, I didn't know they were classified as a duo, Let's just say they're all relatively new-ish. Oh, new-ish. Okay. Okay. Well, is Brooks and Dunn on there? If not, burn the list. Well, we'll, let's see. Let's go through the list. We're we're seeing right now. (laughs) In at number five, Sugarland. Oh, yeah. No, I get it, but you said they were like today. I mean, they come back together. Okay, more but George and Tammy than George needs to be on Tammy. that though. If they're going to be on that, maybe they are. Okay, number four. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Brothers ahead. Osborne. Hey. Go ahead. Number three, Dan and Shay. It should have been Brooks and Dunn at one, Dan and Shay at two. Nothing else counts. Oh, she's not going backwards. I'm in it. I'm in at number three, two. Though. Oh, I thought yeah. it was at three. I was at three. Now I'm going to say number two. Go ahead. Florida Georgia Line. I put Dan and Shay over Florida Georgia Line. I still stand by it. Go ahead. And then in at number one, Brooks and Dunn. Oh, I saw the light. I've been Fellas ain't put out new music in 10 years, and here they are still number one. Oh. And they, they deserve to be. I have uh, a major snub. Uh, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Oh. Don't know nothing about Which, to be fair, people think the Raging Idiots are more than just Eddie and I. Well, we, it, that's what it is. Here's the story. I was opening for us as the band. We're just the Raging Idiots. It was the full band. They were like Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. So then people just started calling us that. And so Eddie's basically all the Raging Idiots. I'm the Raging Idiots. Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots, just Eddie and I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so go. what do we land at? Number six? Oh, no, you're just hundred. like, you weren't oh, even, you were just snubbed. Oh. So, but I threw you in as an honorable Thank mention. You, you're welcome. All right, is that it? Uh, no, I have the most productive. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Do you want me to be done? No, I, I just, have... go ahead. Okay, I have the most. It's Monday, give me a break. <laughs> My brain's not working yet. Okay, this is really quick. I have the most productive time of the day for everyone. So take note. It's 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. What? Experts say the main reason for the productivity during this time is no one else is around. Yes. And you haven't really used any of your energy yet. You're on a full tank. And there's no, like, temptations like phone calls or text messages coming in because everybody else is asleep. So if you have a lot to get done, wake up early. Not all the time, but maybe just every once in a while. As someone who wakes up that early, don't do it. No. It's miserable. But you have to. They're just saying. No, but I'm telling you. Who wants to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see me raising their hand quickly. Who wants to get up at a miserable time? <laughs> no one. Anything I just, else? I was just sharing the study that Anything was done. Anything else? No, I am done. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So this woman, Ruth Watson, she had placed her wedding ring and her wallet inside this Dollar General bag while she was cleaning around her house. And then her 10-year-old son came upon the bag and confused it for trash, put it out by the curb. It was picked up by the trash people, taken to the landfill, dumped out there. So she was freaking out, but she called the, the landfill, told them the situation, described the Dollar General bag, what her wallet looked like, all the things. Four different employees went out into the landfill. An hour and a half later of searching through trash, they found the Dollar General bag. So the woman got her wallet and her wedding ring back. Wow. So shout like out. Like everything that could have went wrong went wrong though. Mm-hmm. He put it there. They took it immediately. They oh, went yeah, to the no. dump immediately. <laughs> it's awful. Wow. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the Atlantic County Utilities Authority. Boom. They went out. Four people went out to the dump and found her wallet wow. and wedding ring. Yeah, That's so, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then Scuba Steve sold it. I heard. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. I'll just shout out their first names quickly. Giovanni, Ramon, Alfredo, and Paul. Y'all are awesome. If you're missing the Scuba Steve reference, he told us last week that... With his first wife, he knew she was going to take the ring, so he took the diamond out of it, sold it, and put a cubic zirconia yeah, in it before she was able to. That's what I'm talking about, Scuba Steve. Mm-hmm. That's, hey, Scuba Steve, that's what it's all about. Yeah. All right, that's what it's all about. <laughs> that was Tell Me Something Good. A mix-up at a store left a Missouri man with thousands and thousands of bucks. His name's Brian Burton. He told Missouri lottery officials he wanted a $100,000 cash scratch-off ticket, but the clerk gave him the wrong ticket. Clerk gave him a millionaire money ticket instead. Scratched it. I was like, well, whatever. Won $50,000. Dang. A mistake made that guy some money. That, those are crazy stories to hear. I know. I think I'd probably give the ticket back and be like, no, I wanted that one. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to see on the news somebody got the ticket that someone else tried to. Yeah. But the lotteries, they got the best PR team in the land. Let's be honest. I know. It makes me want to. I don't play the lottery, but we tell these stories so often that it makes me want to play. Linda in California. You're on the Bobby Bone Show. What's happening, Linda? Good morning, studio. Morning. I was just calling because I hadn't heard anything else about your children's book and how we can pre-order it and how is it possible to get a signed copy. Mm, interesting. Uh, the book will not come out until next year. It's almost done. All the pictures are drawn. I did a kid's book. It's Stanley in his first day at school. It's about a dog who doesn't really fit in, but he finds a way to make friends and how it doesn't matter what you look like. It, acceptance. Um, but when you're dealing with a big publishing company, it just gets weird and they have to put out a lot of books. And so you kind of get slotted, meaning they have a, they've, so next year it will be out. I have no other details. But you're done with it? I have written it. The pictures have been drawn. I've okayed them. It's little changes too. Like I made his collar red. I love red. Mm. And his owner, me, Big Head Bobby as a kid, you know, I wanted his head bigger. And there was a debate about how big he should his head be. <laughs> But uh, that's the update right now, Linda. It'll be out next year. But as far as pre-ordering, I don't think you can quite yet. Okay? I'll be on the lookout for it. Thank you for asking. Thank you. All Have right. a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Over to Amy now with the Morning Corny. <laughs> the Morning Corny. What do you call a French man wearing sandals? What do you call a French man wearing sandals? Philippe Philop. That was the morning corny. Pretty good one. Good one, Amy. Yeah. Amy's ten-year-old son got a fourteen hundred dollar check, a stimulus check from the government. You still don't really know what that means. No, and I was curious because I have a daughter as well, and a lot of listeners had said I'm getting the checks because my kids are adopted, but I was like, well, only one of my kids got the money. So what about Stashira? And uh, I finally got a letter from the White House that she has a check coming. 
So they're both going to wow. get 1400 bucks. That's yeah. got to be it then. It literally the it has a header at the top from the White House. And then it says it's promising her this money. And it's going to come. I haven't seen his. My Did you get a promise check for your son? I don't, I don't remember seeing the letter. I don't know if I missed that. But I've got the official check for my son. And then I have a letter guaranteeing my daughter's got money coming. Are you sure that this is Phil <laughs> wow. Schrader? I know. Did anyone? Anybody else in here? When you got your stimulus check. Raymundo. Yeah. Did you get a letter before your stimulus check saying, hey, heads up, stimulus coming? No. That baby just goes straight to the account, one-stop shop. It's, it's not, in there. Yeah, it's not signed by, like, Joel Biden, is it? I don't know. Joel? <laughs> I'm, I'll get a picture of it. And I, I don't hey, man, know. I don't know, man. It. This feels shady. It Does it? I know. That's why I didn't want to talk about it. I don't want the government coming after me. But I. I so you told me we could talk about I it. I know. Okay, Listen. <laughs> Where I haven't looked all, all into it yet because I feel like I've gotten really good listener feedback and I feel like our listeners know what's up. So I'm just trusting the fact that this is legit. Mm-hmm. And um, Listener feedback is a good reason to follow yeah. <laughs> a path you're on. I know. Well, if I get in trouble, I'll be like, but my listener just, said. Yeah, screenshots on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I did get a letter from the White House, but it came after the fact. Like I got all of my checks last year and I just got the letter from the White House today. So it's mm. delayed. Mike too. Same. Okay. Oh, we got letters. I guys, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're just handing out money to kids. Oh, just sign, like sign the back of the check. Give it to me. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I'll sign it over <laughs> yeah, to you. Yeah, sign, sign the back of the check. Yeah. Okay. So both your kids now have a stimulus check. Mm-hmm. Are you letting them know? No. Are you letting them spend it? No. Are you spending it? No. I'm gonna put it in savings. I think that's the smart thing to do. It's like this. For what though? For their college. Okay, just wondering the idea of... Or something. Or something. Or in case I need it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have access to it, but no. Okay. They, they do not understand that they have that much money in their name. <laughs> Let's go over and talk to Brooke in Louisiana. Brooke, you're on the Bobby hey. Bones Show. What's going on? Hey, studio. Hey. <laughs> um, I got a stimulus check um, both times, or all three times. And after the fact, two of the times, I got a letter from the White House. After the fact? Saying you were going to get it or asking for it back? <laughs> no, saying I was going to get it. Okay, so it must have just shipped out of order. Direct deposited. Yeah. What happened to that third time? I didn't get, well, my husband got one. I didn't get a letter. I don't know. <laughs> so do you believe these checks are going to Amy's kids? They're legit? Yes, I do. I really do. Why would they be getting I, them? Listen, I'm getting such conflicting messages. Yeah. I'm I'm getting from people. It's fine. My kids got them. Other people are like, "This is a this is a mistake. You need to give the money back to the government." And then other people are like, "Your your kids' identities are being stolen. What is it?" Well, don't look on Facebook. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's what it is. Hey, thank you for the call, Brooke. We appreciate that. We'll, All right, no we'll let Amy All figure right. it out. Bye bye. Yeah. Travel a lot and. If it's Kaylin and I going somewhere for work, the first thing I do when I get into the hotel is turn that bathtub on and I take a bath. Oh. We were in Iowa, in like Esther City, Iowa. Esther City, Esterville maybe is what it's called. And it is an old hotel. The one with carpet? Mm-hmm. There was car- <laughs> it was car- the bedroom was carpeted, but there was a <laughs> right. bathtub in the bedroom. And there was carpet around the bathtub. And yes. I was like, I got to get in this bath. This is like it's like Disneyland to me. I love a bath. And I got in and, and Kaylin said, wow, that's gross. Like, why are you just hopping in some bathtub? Yeah, I agree. I I like to take baths. Well, I got a story I'd like to read you guys about bathtubs and hotels. According to a study, 
If you're soaking in a hotel bathtub, you are soaking in bacteria and cleaning chemicals. <laughs> okay, oh my thought so. <laughs> so not good. So you need to rinse it. You need to take it through I, a rinse I cycle. I do. Wait, I'm taking my butt or my the bathtub? Because <laughs> I, I will always take a bath and then take a shower just to rinse off the bath. I know, but I'm saying before you get into the bathtub, you could do a rinse. Like you could. That takes too long. <laughs> you could clean it out. I need to get out. right in. You could take your own scrubbing bubbles. And make sure she doesn't see this story. Yeah. Because I'll never be allowed to take another bath in a hotel again. <laughs> Glad you guys are here. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Lunchbox, what is the update on the celebrity letters that you sent to Carrie Underwood, Oprah Winfrey, and The Rock? You sent them as a seven-year-old. Do we have an update? Uh, yeah, they've gotten, none of them have gotten back to me. That means Oprah will miss my birthday party, which I invited to her May 12th, so she won't be there. So, but nothing back. Still. Nothing. Nothing has come in the mail. Nothing. No correspondence whatsoever. I would say it's probably not. This has started to be a very disappointing segment. Yeah. I know. I'm shocked even Carrie Underwood hasn't even responded. Well, here's the problem. I was thinking about this because I'm sure someone has heard us talk about this and told Carrie. Yeah. The problem is you can't track this letter because he wrote it as a seven-year-old. He didn't put his. He didn't say from Timmy. Parentheses. It's for real, lunchbox. <laughs> so wherever this letter went, there's just a letter from a kid. Yeah, right. good point. And but then if they open it, they still don't know. Mm-hmm. So she has to respond to every kid that's out mm-hmm. there in order to get back to lunchbox. Or she just somehow gets something to lunchbox. I guess she needs to know his home address. You put your home address on there. <laughs> Absolutely, because then they would okay. know. And yeah, I know, just... and I know what name I put on that letter. So if they send something to me, they they'll have to have my name on it. Okay, gotcha. My that, fake name. So that makes sense why she hasn't sent a gift basket to the studio. It doesn't right. count if she does. Right. right. Exactly. I see what you're saying. She has to respond to little Timmy, <laughs> whomever mm-hmm. it was. Were you guys watching this guy for the rocket to fall down in your yard over no. the weekend? <laughs> no. no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw it later. Well, China had shot off a rocket. And then they just let it go. They were like, all right, well, dum 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 They basically were playing the odds, going, eh, the earth is 70% water. What are the odds it hits somebody? Not good. I don't like that. And so they, they shot it off, and then everyone started tracking it because nobody knew where it was going to land. And it was humongous. And so a huge piece of space junk made an uncontrolled reentry back into Earth's atmosphere Saturday night. The remnants of a Chinese rocket reentered the atmosphere, and it crashed into the Indian Ocean. They were right. Wow, okay. So say what you want, but they were right. But it was a 23-ton Chinese rocket that they shot up and didn't care about it coming home. They were like, well, it did what it did. <laughs> yeah. Was that irresponsible of them? Like, would we do something like that? We I don't would know. not because we try to put ours back in certain places. Okay. I did watch Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. I How was wa- that? I haven't watched that show in five years. Maybe longer than that. But I stayed up and I was up late anyway. Amy was over at... Caitlin's house and they were eating cookies and stuff. Caitlin was over at your Amy's. House. Whatever. <laughs> hey, it's Monday. Leave me alone. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin was over at Amy's house. And so it's kind of a later night anyway, because I went to we went to eat at like 8:30 or 9. And I was like, you know what? I want to stay up and watch Elon Musk. And I have a little Dogecoin myself. And so I wanted to see what would happen there. <laughs> and so he went on. I I think it's interesting that he goes on. I know it was a little controversial, but I think it's interesting that smart guys are starting to be the superstars. You're seeing it in a couple different ways. Politicians are the new rock stars. Love or hate, they're big names now. Not just the president, but senators, congressmen and women. Um, but also smart guys. Bill Gates, Johnny Amazon, Elon yeah. Musk. Bezos. Yeah, 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 we know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I watched. Listen, he's not a performer. He's a, 
a very distinct speaking style, but he also said he has Asperger's, which was the first time he'd ever said that on the show. Oh, I didn't know that. And so it's pretty. I watched his monologue and then like the first five or six sketches. I thought he did a pretty good job considering. Oh, good. That, considering he's never done that before. But I was doing an interview. They were like, "How do you feel?" I know it's controversial. He's had some real, real hot takes about science, and I was like, "Man, if we're elevating smart people and not." athletes and rock stars and rappers like that's that is great for kids to see more so than hey learn to play a guitar and when that's like one in a cabillion yeah right but if you're smart and have if ideas you're smart, and you, maybe you may not be elon musk but you can have a great great life mm-hmm. if, you, if you study and put the work in there so his mom came on his whole mother's day thing there we go your mother's day good yeah it was really relaxing and good which is what i wanted i got to watch a movie that I wanted. I got a massage. It was great. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more. I got, like, some bird collars. You put collars on birds? Collars, like, oh. bird collars. I thought Amy's oh. running around with tiny little collars <laughs> that are like, you know the wraps on bread? When you have to, <laughs> yeah, the twist tie. Yeah, Amy's like trying to get her a little bird. No, I don't have my birds on the leash, but I did spend some time calling my birds, and they were responding to me. Okay. <laughs> okay, Amy. <laughs> So BuzzFeed did a poll saying, hey, are these celebrities cool or not cool? You basically had to pick one or the other. There's no middle ground. They're cool or they're not cool. Okay. For example, Betty White. Cool. 93% cool. She was the coolest. It's hard to hate Betty White, even if you're young and don't know who Betty White is. How are you going to hate on an old lady (laughs) if you don't know who she is? Uh, Tom Hanks. Cool. 91% cool. Now, those were the two that were the highest cool. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you what the rest are. You just give me your opinion. You're not guessing. You just give me your opinion. All right, I'm just going to go with right out of the gate because I'm going to want to call them all cool because I feel bad, but go ahead. Jeff Bezos. Cool? 89% uncool. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if he's not cool. I thank him for Amazon. Yeah, I don't know why people are mad at him unless he's, they're just mad because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Right? I mean, I he get, doesn't really do anything to make us mad. I mean, I don't know much about him, Listen, so why would he be cool? He seems just like a nerdy CEO. No, no, you know because I, mean? I order something, and sometimes it arrives at my doorstep that day. I would have clicked cool on Jeff Bezos. Yeah, you me too. Because I don't know anything about him, but he did create something <laughs> that I use every day. Exactly. And that's cool, I That guess. I'm blown away by sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adele. Cool. 90% cool. Dr. Phil. Not cool. 87% uncool. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, especially because Scuba Steve worked for him and said, <laughs> Scuba, how many times did you actually interact with Dr. Phil? I mean, I was pretty low in the totem pole, so I'm, I mean, one, maybe two times. But would you see him interact with other people? Yes, yeah. And he wasn't the softest, warmest fella? I mean, he's there to do a job and get it done and go home. So, I mean, he's very much to the point, like, let's, let's get it going. I have, I have respect for that. Did you ever see him melt down? No, I never saw a meltdown. Oh, that would be crazy. You ever see him yell at anybody? No, I've seen him not like somebody's uh, work or choice of words. And then what does he do then? He just kind of is just very stern, just like, okay, uh, well, let's move on. Or I want this, or I need that. <laughs> 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 I get into, like, Dr. Phil's that bad yeah. it's just not, He's not the most like warm son. You're not going to go there and have a great super time. You're there to do your job and go home. And what was your job with Dr. Phil? Uh, I was a runner and then a PA, and then I was working to an AP, which is basically an associate producer. Did you ever get a picture with Dr. Phil? No, I'm not the kind of person that takes pictures with, with people. Well, it'd be like Christmas party. You're over at Philly's house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to his house. It's very nice. Would you have voted cool or uncool on Dr. Phil? I would say he's pretty cool. You Wait. would? I would vote cool, yeah. Well, hold on. What'd you go to his house for? <laughs> to drop off a check. Oh, okay. How much? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't look at it. I, 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 followed, I followed the rules. Did he answer the door? Was he in a towel? <laughs> Did no. he invite you in? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the start of something else. <laughs> All right. It's good with Steve. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the Rock. 
Cool. Yeah, 89% cool. Kid Rock. Cool. The most uncool of anyone listed. Well, oh, they, Kid I, Rock's at 91% uncool. He's the nicest and he's cool. So people are wrong. Lady Gaga. Uh, cool. 88% cool. Justin Timberlake. Cool. 64% uncool. What? Yeah, he's uncool. <laughs> oh, wow. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him. But. I'll give you a few more. Adam and, Levine from The Voice. Cool. Maroon 5. Uncool, 64%. <laughs> okay. Mel Gibson. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> they just they just X'd over that one. Uh, okay, that's the deal. That that's a little fun game there. What about Eddie? Cool. Nice. You bones? Cool. Oh. What, what do you think about it? Why Eddie? would you ask? Why would you say cool like that when he's talking about me? I thought he said. I think because I started to wonder if he was asking like, me Bobby, about uh, you. <laughs> pretty cool. Like but that. I think he was asking cool. you if he you think he's cool. Talladega is saying if you come out and you get a vaccine, you get to drive on a track. Oh, wow. I'll go get a second vaccine. Yeah. Hit me up again in the other one. Does that act like I didn't get another one? Yeah, let me go. Do you get to go as fast as you want? Well, you get to go. It says on Saturday, May 15th, which is this Saturday, people age 16 and older who choose to be tested and vaccinated will get the opportunity to drive their car or truck on the 2.66-mile track. Oh, <laughs> well, if you want to crash, then it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're in your own car. You're in your own car. Well, you think they're going to let you drive a race car? <laughs> That's I mean, what that, I thought. Yeah. And I thought you'd get to just go for it. But you get to go 100. Uh-huh. Yeah. In your car, you can go as fast as you want. In That's your car. my point. They're not going to let you drive a race car. A bunch of idiots showing up. <laughs> hey, stab me with a needle. I'll go. Dang, okay. I feel like there might be a lot of people and it's going to be a caravan of cars and you just go around like five miles an hour. I, that I would t- I would say, get it out of me. <laughs> Take this vaccine out of me. That was not fun. No, I think you get to go. Mm. It's, okay. Let's see. Here's what it says. Drivers and their passengers will take two laps behind a pace car at highway speed. Okay. okay. So 60, so 70. 70. Uh, you know what? All now right. I'm like, don't get the vaccine. All right. I'm now that. an anti-vax. <laughs> it probably would be cool, though. Yes, that would be cool. But I want to go and let loose. Woo. I wanted to just, one time I got to drive a race car. I was here in town. Yeah, you did. We first moved here, and I was scared to death. I had to crawl in the window of that thing. You didn't go very fast. Nope, sure <laughs> didn't. I'm all talking a big game, but I was like, it was just too many gears. It's way before I had my CDL. Uh, you know, of course, like, of course. Yeah, I didn't understand. Uh, on my Instagram, probably around 11 Central today, I did it over the weekend where I had 10 scratch-offs all connected, like the article said, and I scratched all of them to see how much I won. They said, if you want to win the scratch-off, the, like the big prize, you have to buy 10 of them together. I did it. And? I will post it at, at Mr. Bobby Bones, my Instagram, oh. at like 11 o'clock today. Okay. Let's just say it was an event. Okay. Oh, not looking any, I don't see any new clothes or a No, new, this is a new shirt. Oh, new shirt. Got Looks. it for $19.99 at uh, Zara as a t-shirt hanging up on the rack. That, okay. So I think somebody had brought back and returned it. Off the it. rack. Yeah, somebody returned it. And so it was just hanging up on that thing. So I bought it for 19 bucks. Okay. How do I look? It was great. Good. Thank it was you really very good. much. Appreciate that. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. All right, guys, this is crazy. So there was an accident on a bridge in Ocean City, Maryland that involved a couple of cars, but one car got pushed over to the side and was dangling over the guardrail of the bridge hanging over the bay. And as it's dangling, an infant falls out of the window into the bay, and there's a car driving by. And the, a baby falls out of the car falls into out. the water? Yes, and there's a guy driving by and says, oh my gosh, he saw the whole thing. He acted immediately, got out of his car, and jumped into the bay to save the infant. 
rescued the, the infant. The infant didn't die from the, the did fall? Did not. I guess wow. it wasn't that far of a fall, but he saw the, the baby floating there. He went down and got it, and it says the baby's going to be okay so he, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. There's an accident. There's an accident. The car is kind of pushed to the side in the accident, and half of it's over the edge. It goes over the guardrail, and half of it's dangling over the bridge. How does the baby fall out of the car? I'm assuming, I didn't say in the story, now I'm assuming that while they were trying to get everyone out of the car, maybe it was dangling sideways and the infant just fell out. It, it didn't say that it was ejected from the car during the accident. So it says the baby just fell out into the bay. I'm looking at the, the bridge now. It's probably 35 feet. Oh my gosh. That's wild. The baby falls out, and then this car pulls up sees it. The guy just gets, just cannonballs in after the baby. That's right. Yes. He didn't really cannonball, but oh, it looks like, like he just jumped second. in. Like, <laughs> he didn't cannonball. scream something when he yelled in. That is wild. Wow. Yeah, the senior deputy fire marshal of the county says, uh, I want to buy this guy a beer as soon as we can because he is a hero. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That is what it's all about right there. Wow. That was Tell Me Something Good. Well, I made a dum-dum this weekend. We were well, talking, talk, well, we put on this festival called Bobby Fest. We have two of them. Uh, one in Texas, New Braunfels, and one in Kansas. And I was like, go to Ticketmaster. I was told to say go to Ticketmaster. I was telling people that because you told me that. Well, in Texas it was fine. But in Kansas it wasn't. They had a whole different site. Uh-oh. Right. So we got a lot of people that went to Ticketmaster and thought it was sold out immediately. Did it... So let me say this. I will take the blame. I'm the head of the snake. Uh, just go to RagingIdiots.com if you want to get tickets. Well, that's that's easy to remember. Was it that way in the beginning? Or? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Even the stuff I was like. So anyway, if you want tickets, we would love to have you come out. It's going to be an all-day festival. It's in September. There's still a few tickets left to each show. A little more for Wichita because I think people thought it was sold out quicker. But just go to RagingIdiots.com. It's us, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay. We're going to find a local band. We're going to get stuff for the kids in the daytime. RagingIdiots.com. I hope you guys come. It will be great. I am a dumb dumb. So all weekend, no one bought tickets? Not true. <laughs> no, thousands and thousands of tickets were bought. Okay. But you had to do extra research. And uh. if you went to find the show in Wichita, it looked like there wasn't a show. Got it. All right, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Starbucks is considering quitting Facebook because of hateful responses to its Ooh. posts. I feel that. Yeah, I felt that too. I never felt anything more. (laughs) Go for it. Starbucks' Facebook page is followed by 35 million people. The company promotes its beverages and thanks its staff and community. But everything they post, Mm -hmm. people get hateful. It does feel a bit like our show page, right, Morgan? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what our show page is because there's so much hate even on good things that we do. We're going to go, hey, man donates kidney to a woman. And they'll be like, oh, I wonder if he wants to get with her. Well, you tell you about a girl I hate. Yeah. I hate you too, Morgan. I hate. <laughs> and you're just like, what? what? I'd never give you a kidney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd throw mine away before I'd give it to you. It's, it is unhealthy to go. Over. I don't go to our show Facebook page, but like twice a year. But Morgan lives there. And she has to come into work all traumatized every day. <laughs> like, just spend a day on her Facebook page. But you can go. There's a lot of great content. Just don't open up the comments. Then you start to feel bad about yourself. I do that, too. I'll go, if I, when I do look, I'll be like, man, everybody hates me. Like, why am I doing a show? How come we have a million people following this page and every one of them hate me? Like, why are they even following the page? Am I losing it? Do I? And then it's a whole spiral. Oh, man. So I don't go. Uh, there was a COVID vaccination event in Erie County, Pennsylvania, where people would get a free beer for getting vaccinated, and it drew more people than all the other clinics in the county for the entire week. Oh. <laughs> so for a free beer. Wonder why. They walked up and got the pop. 
A Florida man attached a Florida man attached an iPhone to a robbery victim's car before using its location settings to track him down again and steal more from him. Mm. Oh, what? No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't steal his the guy's phone. When he, after he robbed him, he put his phone in the car and then tracked where that car went and stole more stuff. Wow. Derek Maurice Erlong, 38, is accused of stalking a male shopper at the mall at Millennia in Orlando. He noticed the guy buying high-end items before he allegedly followed him to his Lexus and then put an iPhone on the, in the undercarriage of That's it. That's scary. And so he did find my iPhone, went and stole everything. Yeah. I, that's terrifying. I would risk my phone. I would have put a little computer. Maybe it was his I would just rob him in the parking lot. <laughs> he knows he's going to get it back because he can find my iPhone. He's I, tracking it. During the burglary, uh, somebody else was shot in the burglary. Oh. Like he, when he went in. Mm-hmm. Investigators discovered the iPhone on the Lexus. They traced it to Erlong. He's now facing charges of secondary murder with a firearm, home invasion. Like, it's a serious wow. deal. All because that, I mean, he was staking him out at the mall, but... That's scary. Like, you're just at the mall trying to buy something nice, and someone, it it's like, unfolds that way. It's terrifying. Do you ever look and see if people follow you places? No. Or follow you home? No, I guess now I need to. Or take a different route occasionally? I mean, I you're supposed to. I've heard that, but I don't do it. But I've heard it's really smart, too. Yeah, I don't do it A few either. days a week, switch it up, just in case you have someone stalking you. If I do start to think about it, I always remember after I miss my turn to switch it up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I was supposed to switch it up today. I guess I won't. Yeah, that's a sucky story. Totally. But it's just, I bring it up as awareness to every once in a while, give yourself a look in the mirror. Look around. See if you see anyone following you, the same car behind you. What do you say? Keep your head in a swivel? Yes. Keep your head up. Well, I do, but every day gets to be tough. Mm. Let's be realistic here. But when I leave work, I'm always looking around. It's usually Eddie, who's behind me. <laughs> Follow you all Follow the way home. Follow me all the way home. <laughs> uh, that's the news. Thank you, guys. Bobby's Big Story. I reading a story about Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, the uh, Amazon guy. He will soon be the owner of a $500 million super yacht that he purchased two years ago. He didn't buy it done. He bought it and had him build it. They're almost done with construction. The yacht will be 470 feet long. Have several decks. Will come with its own support yacht, meaning he has a yacht for his yacht. Whoa! In other words, the yacht has a yacht. Oh, I said those <laughs> words. <laughs> That's crazy. We were watching the final episode of Secession last night of uh, season two, and they're in a yacht. And I was like, I, I've only ever been on a boat somewhat like that for breaking Bobby Bones. It was a fishing boat, and I vomited for two days. And I was like, dang, do I even want to go on a boat? Because it looks fun. Because they're in this big boat. And I don't know anyone who has a boat like they were on in the show, but I've never been in a boat like that. And I wonder if I would vomit in a nice boat just like I did on the fishing boat. Well, you do get seasick still because I've been on a huge, huge boat like a long time ago. My family went on a cruise when I was a kid. Yeah. And we all had to to wear those bracelets and take like the Dramamine. And yeah, I mean, you can still get motion sickness and you're super sensitive to that. Oh, am I? I'm super sensitive. (laughs) You are. Yeah. So I I think you probably Probably don't risk it. I think I, a boat's a boat, Bones. I think yeah, it, it rocks the same but way. I go, listen, I grew up fishing my whole life, and that's great. Right. But yeah. you would think a big boat, you don't really, it doesn't rock as much, but it's, I guess it's still, you're still up and down and Ocean side side. versus Lake Washita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go talk to Catherine in Quebec. Hey, Catherine, tell me what happened with your friend. Well, my friend went on a, th- a Tinder date, and, uh, well... The guy came over, and they had a good time, and they're just talking, and he's like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. So she shows him the bathroom and whatever. He comes back, but when he was in the bathroom, 
he opened the window halfway to like for later on. So he goes back in and she's asleep at night. He's gone. And, uh, well, he opened the window and he went into her house to go steal stuff. And, uh, she had to call the cops and he got arrested. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, Glad he just stole stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it could get worse. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But what are you supposed to do? Looks like a nice guy on Tinder. Right. Who's thinking he's going to open your window and no. come rob you? No one. Man, so he, if so, if you have a stranger from Tinder over to your house, once they leave, do a <laughs> Lock check. Lock the windows, yeah. Go look at all Sweep the windows the place. and doors. Like the, or maybe you don't have them at your house right away. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, How does know. Tinder work? But I'm sure the guy's charming. Yeah. Sure. Kind of look like an early Brad Pitt, probably. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're imagining. <laughs> I was watching these news stories about, uh, we talked about a little bit, Ben Affleck and uh, Chandler from Friends, Matthew Perry, mm-hmm. how they would get on that dating app, and then people wouldn't believe it's them, so they would send them videos and be like, hey, it's really me, why'd you? <laughs> we talked about it on the show, but they're both doing it, and more celebrities have been doing it. That's funny. It's funny, but I, it's kind of weird for I people to weird. call them out. Yeah, it is. They shouldn't be doing that because I thought that that's, that's a special site where people are cool. It's supposed to be, yes. Like, it's not cool for these Instagram people to be like, look at this video I got of Matthew Perry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I not, agree. But it's the risk you take. Yeah. If you're a public figure and you're sending someone a video, that is the risk you take. Not cool, but not illegal. But also, I just feel bad for these guys. Like, they're on these apps having to go, come on. We think they can just walk down the street and go, oh, I'll have... One of those, two yeah, of those. Can't, can't they? Because I still think that. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I don't know. But those stories are weird. I hope this guy that the caller called about, mm-hmm. she go back and do we leave like a bad Tinder review? Good Can question. Catherine, how did that work out at the end? <laughs> did, did she ever see him again? Did she leave him a bad review? No, she, she never saw him again. But like she's freaked out like she deleted the app and she's like, I'll meet someone one day. But like this is not how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd be scared because he always knows where she lives and that she, he had to go to jail because of her. You know, when I was robbed, I've been physically, like, jumped a couple of times and robbed. But when I was, my house was robbed and we knew who it was. And I was like, okay, officer, I don't want to put them in jail because I know they know who I am. It's a whole thing. He goes, that almost never happens. He's like, they almost never go back for retaliation. It's not the mob. Really? Yeah, because if they do it, they're going to get caught again. And the last thing they want to do is get caught again. Mm-hmm. I had the same feeling. But I was like, Sarge, so what happens <laughs> if I if I testify and they go to jail? Are they going to come get me afterward? And he's like, almost never happens. Okay. So That's almost, where my brain though. always goes, that they're going to retaliate. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Catherine, for the call. Really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you guys for the nice show in the morning. You guys make my day. Quite great. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, you make our day great, too. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about me saying yeah. that? That's nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, let's go to April in Alabama. April, how are you? Hey, Bobby Bones. I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. What can I do for you? I have a question. Sure. So I've been seeing a commercial about the Breaking Bobby Bones show, and I would like to know a little bit more about it. You're seeing the commercial? I haven't seen it one time. Well, not really the commercial, but they've just been talking about it on American Idol. So I guess it really was a commercial. They were talking about it on American Idol? What, what's it? Wow. Like, who was? Am I missing this? Was Ryan Seacrest talking about it? That'd be cool. <laughs> Lionel? No, be- it was during the commercials, the commercial breaks, and they were just, it was the National Geographic channel. 
and they would come out and join us for you know body breaking Bobby Bones. Well, that's so pretty cool. I've never had anyone really support me. I mean, you know, by listen, there was one time on this show we had to basically pay to get our own faces on buses. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we never. So it's cool to have somebody actually spending money to promote. You know, something I'm doing. Also smart of them to put the commercials inside American Idol because they know that people are already there watching you. They recognize you and they're like, oh, the mentor from Idol, Bobby, has a show on Mm -hmm. Nat Geo. Uh, The show is um, on the 31st. We premiere on Memorial Day, that Monday evening. And so I hope you watch it. And it's me taking on the adventures of other people who have, have kind of been underdogs and have had some situations in their life happen. They had to fight back from it. The first episode, I'm hanging over the Grand Canyon 4,000 feet uh, on ropes. And that's, you know, kind of the hook to it. But the main story is this guy, Mike, was in a gang and he was in jail. And they kind of threw him away. They were like, hey, you're just not going to amount to anything. You've been in so much trouble. But he dug his way out of a hole and is now one of the best guys that do rope access, which is cleaning the t- under bridges cleaning top of casinos, places you can't get to unless you build a rope rig and do it yourself. And so he's hanging all these crazy places. So I had to go and hang over 4,000 feet of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it was miserable. I was I was tired for a week after that because I, I didn't die. I thought I might. You've seen that one, right? Yeah, yeah. You acted like you're really thinking you're going to die. I, there was a part of me that was like, there's no way I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I really thought watching it, like he's not going to do it. And it's going to be a terrible show if he doesn't do it. I just quit <laughs> 12 minutes into it. Yeah, Breaking Bobby Bones got broke. <laughs> yeah, um, and so May 31st, it's it's that. it's That's the first episode. You'll see it on Nat Geo. But that's that's what it is. There's a guy named Lonnie who took a shotgun blast to the face. He's completely blind. He says blackout blind. And he is a motivational speaker, and he kayaks white water rapids, big rapids, blind. And so I went and tried that. <laughs> that's crazy. In Boise, Idaho. And it, his story is just amazing. Did you see that one? No, I saw that one too. I love that one. Yeah. So that's what it is, April. I hope you watch it. It will make you feel good, I hope. That's the goal. There's a lot of stuff in the world that don't make you feel good. We're hoping this does make you feel good. One, gives you a little sense of, man, there are good people doing good things because I'm with somebody who just has a fantastic story every time. And then two, you get to laugh at me be a dope because I'm never comfortable with this stuff. And sometimes I do good, sometimes I do bad. All right? That's all that matters. And I wanted to say hello to Amy. Me and my children listen to the show every morning. We are big fans of the morning corny. Shout out, Amy. Awesome. And then I wanted to say hey to Ed and hey to Lunchbox. Hey, Raymundo, and hey, Scooby Scooby. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. 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 All right. April, thank you for the call. You're welcome. You'll have a blessed day. All right. You too. I like when people tell me to have a blessed day. It's mm-hmm. better than a good day. Yeah. It's absolutely. Be blessed. You know? Eddie, what song are you having to shut down from your house? <laughs> it's the Bieber song that I get my peaches down in Georgia. Oh. Hey, a jam, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, see, this clip, it bleeps it or whatever. In my house, it doesn't bleep it. So they're playing this song, and apparently they get there from California. You know what he says there. Weed. Yeah, he gets his weed goes, from California. He goes, I get my peaches down in Georgia. Mm. I get my weed from California. Yeah, it doesn't sound weird when you sing it, but when all my kids are walking around, I get my weed in California. I don't even feel comfortable saying it, honestly. <laughs> right. I think I, I bleep it out myself. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, all right, obviously they don't know what they're saying because they're just yelling it and they're singing it loud and proud. But as a dad, I'm like, I think I need to kind of nick this, nix this one. They can't really sing this one around the house. You know what's weird? Thinking about songs that I would sing out loud as a kid and I had no idea what they meant. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But again, I didn't think, it didn't even teach me the bad stuff. Have you heard Humpty Dance? Well, obviously you have. But as a kid, man, I sang that around the house all the time. It still isn't registering that, that was bad. <laughs> or, this is the one that always gets me from when I was a kid. 
stand back, you're dancing kind of close. Oh, next, too close. I feel a little yeah. poke coming through. <laughs> yeah. On, on you. you. Like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. They were playing that at school dances. And, like, I, I mean, but it wasn't registering with me at the time <laughs> that that's what that meant, right? I just thought, oh, game of pokey pokey. <laughs> uh, either they're just poking with their finger. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't think I put it together. There but- was a Jordan Knight song that I would play when I was a teenager on the radio. It was called Give It To You. And you go, baby, you know I will give it to you. And I was always like, what's he giving her? <laughs> like, what, what, Maybe money? What gift is that? Yes. There are a lot of songs that we didn't understand that we have to be told now. Oh, you know, that was bad. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't. You're the dad. Well, well, I'm, I'm leaning towards just letting it go because they're not saying anything. Without them know, without you telling them they don't know. Correct. It's like when we watch a movie and there's a curse word. They don't know that it's a curse word, so they don't repeat it. They don't even think about it or what is saying it. But if you bring attention to it, you risk the fact they're going to be like, ooh, exactly. that's a bad word. Okay, I can use that now. And and I think, do you think we're 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 definitely still sensitive to the weed thing? But in California, it is legal. No, yeah. And do you care if your kids are singing a song about beer or whiskey or anything? Yeah. Oh, it's a good point. It's a great point. I thought about this because they sing the whiskey songs too all the time too, and I'm always like, that's weird. But I'm just going to let them roll with it. Right. You probably don't in censor three that. years. It's going to be legal everywhere. It's already medically. Oh, available in most places. It's not already. And I've never tried it. You know, it's just, but that, is it worse than alcohol? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, well. well, you let your kids sing songs about beer and whiskey. They do already sing. And I haven't, I haven't banned those songs from my house. That's a good point about the beer and whiskey stuff. Yeah. yeah. So let just it rip. I, I'm not know. saying let it rip. You're let the dad. You can say, make sure they understand. Like, hey, kids, it's legal out there. Just give up some Michael W. Smith and go, this is all you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends that grew up that way. Yeah. This is it. This, Nothing else. No, they like, and I enjoy listening to that song too. So I'm all like, I'm, all, so I'm on the fence. Good. It is good. I get my peaches down in Georgia. Georgia. Baby. All right, let's do what's the haps. Go around the room, see what's uh, going on with everybody from this weekend. I'll go first. Hey, hey, what's the haps? Kaylin and I went to Oklahoma, went to Fort Gibson. Her sister had a wedding shower. I didn't go. I just went with Caitlin to accompany her. We hit turbulence so bad on the flight over there that I was just falling asleep. You know, at that point, we were like 65% yes. asleep. I was just getting, I was like, uh, and we hit turbulence, and I jumped up, reaching and grabbing for something. <laughs> and Caitlin was humiliated. I was like, oh my God! I hate turbulence in an airplane. I don't fly wonder. I still am not a good flyer. And I fly all the time. And so I freaked out, and I was just a, a bundle of nerves. There and back. She have to comfort you? Yeah, she does. She grabs my hand and is like, hey, it's okay. But here's the trick. I know she's she handles turbulence really well. But I noticed her, because we hit the turbulence, is pretty bad. And I was like, ah. And then she was like, hey, th- this is normal. This happens. And I look over and she's praying. And I think she's praying like, dear God, don't, please don't let her die. <laughs> sure I'm is. like, you're praying and you're telling me it's normal. Why are you praying right now? Um, so, but then she's like, I just envision us being in God's hands and laying our plane down on the runway. Aww. And yeah. I'm like, well, I don't. We're going to die. <laughs> That's not what you saw? No. We went to a place called Boomerang for breakfast on maybe Saturday. And uh, a guy who works in the area was sitting beside us. Like, hey, I'm a huge fan. He's a big guy. Like, man's man. He works out in the fields, you know. And he goes, I just want to say, you know what I like most about the show? And I was ready for, you know, something masculine probably. And he goes, the morning corny. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'll tell Amy. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Uh, so we did that. And 
What else do we do this weekend? I think that's about it. It stormed for a lot of the weekend. What did she do while she was at the shower? Hang out with dad? Hang out with her dad and her brother. We actually went to Chick-fil-A and picked up dinner. So we drove into Muskogee and we ordered dinner for everybody, like seven people. And her dad was organizing all the orders and got it. We, he put all the drinks in the place. And it was, we were just in their truck. We, every cup holder we were using because it was her mom, sister, brother, dad, all this. And we got back, and the only person whose food did not get put in there was her dad. Oh, no. I forgot he did all the work. <laughs> he did all the work. He paid for it. He did all the work. And so I'm like, hey, man, I'll give you, because I don't call him by his name still. Well, you see I look man? at him you're and talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, man. Hey, guy. Hey, dude. I don't know what to call him. So did you offer yours or offer to share? I offered to share. Okay. And so did Caitlin's brother. I was like, I'll give you half mine. And he's like, well, I'll give you a third of mine. And so, but he just ate leftovers. And so we're all just killing some Chick-fil-A and he's just eating like some bologna from the day before. <laughs> but yeah, I still don't say his name. I'm just like, hey, uh, I just make eye contact and talk mostly. <laughs> Man, Yeah. <dude. laughs> I don't really even say that. I'm trying to think. I just mostly make sure there's a, like, you uh-huh. see me looking at you, uh-huh. the next words coming out of my mouth will be words spoken to you. We make that connection and then I say stuff. Bones, I've been there, man. I was like that very beginning of our relationship and now he's just dad. So, Maybe eventually you call him dad. I've never called anyone dad uh, my whole I life. I know. So like, you, you're finally going to have one. He's an in-law, but I you're finally going to have one. But I think if that, if I had called someone that ever, it would probably be easier. You know? I just don't think that will ever happen with me. What's mm-hmm. funny is I can't call him dad in front of my dad. Like, if they're together, oh. I can't do that. That's that's not good. Disrespectful? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just feels weird. But you call him dad. I do. That's weird. I always yeah. call him dad. I don't do that. Very but. weird. Well, um, let's do Amy. Hey! Hey! What's the hat? So we have a walking crew that we've had for a couple of years now. Um, sometimes we get together for little girls' nights with no walking. And so I did that on Saturday night at my house and hosted. And we tried the uh, Trader Joe's margarita mix for the first time. So just going to throw that out there. If you have a Trader Joe's where you live, like it was pretty solid and awesome. And so it was just great, obviously, to have like girls, girl time just to hang out and then Bobby showed up for about three I, minutes. I, the girls? Yeah, I had no idea. There's my dog starts barking. He just like walked right in, <laughs> like we were all in the backyard. You're in the backyard. I don't have to knock. I know, I know. But if that, you, you came to my house, I would be like, Amy just barged in. I'd be like, no. No, we hear barking, and then we hear, who's that guy? And then it was you. I was picking Caitlin up mm-hmm. voluntarily. I said, hey, I'll come get you because I knew they were they had margaritas at Amy's house. And I was like, Amy, smart. Amy lives seven minutes from me anyway. I was like, I'll pick you up. We'll go to dinner. And then, so I went to pick Caitlin up. I hung out for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Listen to some Kenny Chesney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sat with the girls. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll hang out. For whatever reason, we were playing. I don't know why Kenny Chesney <laughs> was on, but he was. There well, like Kenny Chesney. There is a right? long story, but yes, we were playing Kenny. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys are up to, but we're out of time. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what, i give you guys 10 seconds each. Um, Raymond just told me I had to drop a song. Um, <laughs> hey. Hey, what's the hatch? Eddie? Real quick, it was my wife's birthday, and the one thing she wanted to do was go horseback riding, so we went. The whole family we went horseback riding. We got off the trails. It was amazing. That's fun. I hadn't gone in a long time, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, three seconds. That's it. That's it, oh. Bones. We should go sometime. Yeah, All let right, me know. Hey. <laughs> What's the hat? Lunchbox. I have to edit my language around my kids. My one-year-old spilled the dog's bowl of water, and I yelled, son of a bee. And my two-year-old replied, son of a bee. And I was like, uh-oh. They pick up on what you're saying now. Oh, yeah, no. they do. There you go. That's what's the haps. Thank you very much. Hey. Hey. What's the hat? All right, call us if you want. 877 877- 
77 Bobby. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. A 77-year-old retired woman lives in a retirement community, so she's living the nice life. But she decides to wander off property, go to Burger King, because she wants a Whopper. Orders the Whopper, opens it up, and she doesn't like the thickness of her tomatoes. Oh. So instead of just asking for different tomatoes, she starts yelling, starts screaming, starts throwing Whoppers at the employee. Oh. How did she get more Whoppers? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think she had her more than Whopper. one Whopper, but she threw the meat at him, threw the tomatoes <laughs> at the lady. So parts of the Whoppers, multiple yeah. throws, though. Yes. Oh. That's assault, I think, if you throw a hamburger. Yeah, or it's misdemeanor, misdemeanor battery. Misdemeanor. What is it again? Misdemeanor battery. Yeah, yeah misdemeanor. They're being mean. Misdemeanor? Yeah. It, no, it's it a guy. Misdemeanor. It says M-I-S-D-E-M-E-A-N-R. Yes. Meaner. Misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, on. Keep going. Yeah, it's misdemeanor battery, and they don't know if they she was mad about thickness or too thin. They just know they were she was mad about the oh. tomatoes. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. Get that right. I get it. I get it. But what is it? What, what, what's she charged with? Misdemeanor battery. You Finally, go. there you, you go. Good job. Say it is again. It misdemeanor battery. That's there it. Yay, hey, good job. Uh, what was I saying? I First of all, you <laughs> led with misdemeanor. <laughs> yeah, that oh. was out of the gate. Yeah. And then we worked on it, and you got to misdemeanor or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, misdemeanor. 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 It's yeah. a misdemeanor. Okay. Oh, so you missed. <laughs> the D goes with the first part. Misdemeanor batter. Oh, because oh, it looks like you're saying it's a Mrs. Demeanor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, some voicemails. Here's the first one we got last night. Morning, studio. I was hoping for an update on Raymundo and if he ever got a call back from Big Brother. I think the last we heard, he told us he would hear back by May, and it's now May, so just curious how that's evolving. Have a great day. Thank you. Raymundo's been trying to get on Big Brother for how many years? <laughs> Since college? 20 years, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> However old the show is. And every year he comes and goes, this may be the year I've talked to somebody. I've got connections. You had connections, sort of. What happened? I never made it. There's people out there that have better personalities or funnier. I don't know. They have better abs. They didn't pick me. Abs. So. Wow. You <laughs> better had abs. Personality, humor, and abs. <laughs> they didn't think that I was worthy of being on broadcast television and on a television show. So, hey, who needs them? Yeah. For what it's worth, I think you're worthy. They don't know what you, they miss. Let me see those abs. Dang, those are good abs. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Hey, Bobby. I'm 14 years old. I'm a freshman in high school, and I wanted to know if you had any advice on being my age and going through high school. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, study, because the grade point average matters about now, right? 15, 14, 15? It starts That's too. when it starts? Yeah, put your time in. His voice is very deep for 14. <laughs> yeah, don't beat me up. <laughs> you can see me after class. Yeah, no, this is when it starts to get serious. It doesn't feel serious because it feels like your senior year is so far away. But it's now time where it all starts to count. And you're going to feel like everything in high school is so important and you're not going to want to miss out on certain things so you don't want to study. But I would go the Bobby route and I would study because honestly, it's not going to matter if the you win. The Bobby route? <laughs> I feel like the biggest loser right now. <laughs> I'd go the Bobby route and just study and have no friends again. You know, get beat up, all that stuff. <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, Amy, what's going on? I have therapy today. It's like my main thing that's different. What about you? Um, doing a little podcast, doing a little video shoot, have date night with... Uh, Caitlin tonight. Oh, that's fun. Um, just kind of back at it. Got a big week this week. Lots of show stuff. It's my. I, I'm not going to LA this week. I have one more week not doing Idol, but then next week I'm gone almost a whole week. We'll be doing the show out there, so I like to get ahead this week. Yeah. M- make sure everything's taken care of. That's it. Thank you guys. See you guys tomorrow.
Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show.